Do I smell pie in my very near future? Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. It's that time of year again, where we are all still adjusting to the shift from the warm season to the cold one, determining whether to wear long johns or not on any given day, or which jacket will do the trick. But even though this change to the colder season can feel ominous or even depressing to some, heading outside always makes us feel better, adorned in blaze orange, of course, to ensure no hunter out there mistakes us for a deer. For the other phenological happening this time of year is the human hunters taking to the woods in hopes of filling their freezers and plates with venison. And this annual tradition is only possible with the right conservation methods that maintain a healthy deer population. It of course behooves any deer hunter to follow hunting regulations designed to maintain the health and population of deer from year to year, so that they can get out and hunt for years to come. Without these regulations, we would risk taking too many of the species until there weren't any left, as countless other species have taught us in the past, from the passenger pigeon to the dodo bird. Funds generated from the purchase of hunting and fishing licenses help Maine inland fisheries and wildlife do the scientific monitoring necessary to determine the amount of each species that can be taken from year to year, in fact. One of the other ways that many hunters have tried to ensure a healthy deer population is by feeding them, often with the idea that they'll help them get through the winter. It is illegal in the state of Maine to feed deer between June 1st and December 15th anyway, but an understanding of deer digestion and seasonal patterns highlights the eccentricities and harm that can come from feeding deer even during the months when it is technically legal. Unlike us, deer are ruminants, which means they have a four-chambered stomach. The first chamber is the rumen, which is used for storage. Depending on the abundance of food, a deer can fill that stomach in just a few hours and then settle down in a safer, warmer place to digest it. They do this by bringing that food back up to their mouths to chew the food again. This is called chewing their cud. Then that doubly chewed food goes down to the second chamber, the reticulum, where there are microorganisms that ferment that cellulose-filled food into something that both the deer and microorganisms can absorb better. During the third chewing, the deer are then chewing not only the fermented plant materials they originally ate, but some of the microorganisms that helped turn that woody material into something more digestible, the combination of which is making that meal all the more nutritious to the deer. Next, it goes down to the third chamber, the omassum, where water is absorbed, then fourth into the obomassum, where gastric juices help with the final phases of digestion before passing it along to the deer's 28-foot-long intestines. With all those chambers and microorganisms doing a thorough job of helping deer digest tough plant material, you might be wondering how feeding them something like corn or hay could possibly harm them? A big part of that answer is that the microorganisms in deer stomachs in the winter are different than the ones in the spring, summer, and fall. While deer can find leafy greens that are much easier to digest during the warmer seasons, they need a different suite of microorganisms to help them digest the woody browse available to them during the winter months. This shift in diet is also why deer scat in the early summer is so much wetter than the highly differentiated dry pellets of scat they produce in the winter. So if humans feed deer food other than the woody browse they're adapted to eat in the winter, it can actually cause them to starve. On average, supplemental feeding does not reduce deer winter deaths, rather it sometimes increases them. So as usual, leave nature alone. The best things we can do to keep deer populations healthy 
is follow hunting regulations and maintain quality wintering habitat where they can access browse and hunker down away from predators and harsh winter weather. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology. Phenology.